The House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Rachel Stoll. And I'm Jillian Pretzel. Welcome back. Hey, Jillian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. What's been going on with you? What's new? You know, I'm house-sitting for a cat, which is really fun. She's at, at least 15 pounds overweight, and she's beautiful, and... She's sleeping on the floor next to me right now, and I love her very much. Well, it sounds like if she's 15 pounds overweight, she probably can't do much else than sleep, right? No, and I said at at least. (laughs) (laughs) You did just send me a picture of this cat, and it is massive. When she lays down, she's flat. Like, she's just like, (laughs) she's like an area rug. She's very sweet. I love her very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? How have you been? I am doing just fine. I feel like every week we come into the podcast and I think I have a great new idea for a new HGTV show. Um, and most of the time, I think I really do believe in it. I think they're great. I think you're, you have great ideas. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I had another brilliant original idea this week. I was talking with a friend and uh, we're both struggling to decorate our places how we want. It's just like we know what we want, we know what we don't want, but we somehow can't like get it done. And she just moved into her place. I'm working with mine. And so I said to her, I was like, what if we, you know, decorated each other's spaces? And I said, wouldn't that make a great TV show? Like two friends swap houses and decorate each other's houses and she was like well I don't really want anybody decorating my space but yeah that sounds great and I was like yeah I should totally pitch this to HGTV and then I was like wait a second yeah it it, the premise (laughs) of that is one of the most iconic tv shows of all time called trading spaces it makes great tv yeah (laughs) oh my god I'm such an idiot I I thought I had it nailed too I was like I'm gonna you know we're gonna get the talent (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if Ty Pennington came up? <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know, it would be really great for this. But, I mean, to my credit, we have seen a lot of these shows, like, rebooted yeah. and, you know. You know, if you, if we did Trading Spaces, colon, best, best friends, friends. <laughs> pitch it. <laughs> I'm in. I'd I, watch it. I would absolutely watch you design. I, if it, I mean, I don't know your friend, but if it were you and me, I think we would do yeah. fantastic jobs. And you could, I think so I too. I would love for you to decorate my house. You're putting a lot of stock into me, uh, who you don't really know that well. But I appreciate. I know it. you well enough to know <laughs> that it it would be a style bargain for me for you to decorate my place <laughs> and me to decorate yours. Because if I decorate your house, you're gonna get two beanbag chairs and a pretty chandelier that I find on Amazon. Because this is, I would love a pretty oh, chandelier. Great. <laughs> this is how I You're decorate. already ahead of the game. <laughs> and then then I would fill your freezer with ice cream. And two for two here. This this is just how I that's how I decorate a house and how I make a home feel like a home, if you will. That sounds about right to me. I don't But I feel like you would come into my house and be like, "Oh, look at the colors and I'll think about wallpaper or no, you know, what kind of flooring and and then I'd be like, wow, it looks... But I can't do that in my own space. Like, it's like I can... It's, you know, it's one of those things where I can... It's easier when it's for somebody else. Perfect. You know? Come on over. <laughs> it's like I don't like shopping for myself either, but it's totally easy for me to tell you what to wear. 
and to pick out outfits oh, for perfect. you. I'm I'm so glad we're <laughs> friends. I hate shopping. But you know what um, I do like shopping for is books, which is a perfect segue <laughs> into what we were talking about earlier. Coffee table coffee yes. table books. This is a great segue. Thank you're welcome. It is a great segue because also a part of my decor challenge right now is I'm trying to pick the perfect coffee table book to put on my brand new marble coffee table and display it. And so I was actually, I was just Googling like best coffee table books, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking like I was such a poser for that. But this article came out in the Wall Street Journal this week. It's part of this recurring series called That's Debatable, where they take a, an issue of the day and they present two sides of the argument. And this particular issue was are your coffee table books pretentious some people were saying that no coffee table books are an affordable art option and other people were saying it's super pretentious to have a book out on your table on display that you've never cracked open in your life what do you think I have bookshelves full of books that I've never cracked open because I have a kid and I buy books thinking I'm definitely going to read this next and then I don't. But those are displayed and I haven't read those yet. I plan to. But you have the intent to read them. And who says people don't have the intent to read their coffee table books? I think coffee table books are wonderful. One, because we're always looking at our phones. You know, if you go over to a friend's house and they go to the bathroom or go to to pour more wine or something, you're probably looking to see if somebody texts you or, or your Gmail or whatever. And... A coffee table book is like, oh, I don't know. Let me see what Iceland's like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I like them. I like them too. I mean, that's why I was looking for the perfect one. But I mean, there's so many out there. It's yeah, you can get great nature pictures or you can get, you know, a coffee table book of all the donuts in the mm. world. My uh, best friend wrote actually a coffee table book of all the food trucks across the South. There's just like such a, these like niche options. And I feel like I, you... You have to pick the right one to show what your personality is. You know what I mean? You know what? That's what I was going to say, too, is I feel like you get to know your friend better if, you know, when you see their coffee table books. Like, what what kind of coffee table book are you looking for? I don't know. Well, figure it out. I like, I just like flipping through books that have pretty pictures. So I'm going to go with this is not pretentious. It's a reflection of your personality, and it's a good decor move. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Listeners, if you disagree, or if you agree. Well. Yeah, and we'd like to hear what coffee table book you would like. You know, let us hear about your personality. Email us at podcast at realtor.com and send me suggestions because I need a coffee table book. Here's something that I don't think is pretentious. This made its way through all of my news feeds this week. It's still kind of dominating the news cycle in a weird way. Did you see, Jillian, this story about Megan Trainer saying that she put had two toilets installed in her house side by side so that she and her husband can use them together? No. <laughs> How did I miss this? Tandem, tandem toilets at Megan Trainer's like, house. Like they're side by side? Side by side. She went on a podcast with that's hosted by Nicole Byer, and she was on it with 
her brother and they were talking about her brother's love life and her brother was like yeah you know Megan my sister has a great relationship with her husband but sometimes it's like really weird and here's why (laughs) because they have tandem toilets because they're so close that they poop together oh no is there a divider between the toilets do we know there's no image of the toilets but I've not heard that there is a divider says that they go to the bathroom so often they actually had two toilets installed side by side in their new home. According to Megan, the design is even handier now that they have a young child. By the way, this is from insider.com. She said, we just got a new house and we did construction. Nobody knows this, but in our bathroom, there was one toilet. A lot of times in the middle of the night when we were with the baby, we got to pee at the same time. So I was like, can we please have two toilets next to each other? Oh, well, hold on. I feel like that's a plot hole. You can't. They have to pee at the same time? Who's watching the baby? Uh, maybe they t- one is holding the baby while on. Yeah, hold the baby in the. No. I don't know, but this is not like a problem that new parents have. Like. They're not unique in being new parents and having to pee at the same time. I've, I've been a new parent, and me and my husband have certainly had to pee at the same time, and one of us has to hold the baby because we can't. And it's not like a lack of toilets. And how long does peeing take? And, and why, Megan, why not just, just get another bathroom? I mean, they were already doing construction. They could have just asked for a new bathroom, not just a new toilet. She said... She said that their contractor laughed and thought that she was joking, but he later obliged. She said they now have two toilets, quote-unquote, sitting next to each other, and that they use them together, quote-unquote, often. However, according to Megan, she and her husband have, quote, only pooped together twice because it, quote, smells foul. You know, I... That's why. Sure. (laughs) I actually have some experience. I, I saw a tandem toilet once in... um. I used one half of a tandem toilet, if, if you will, what? in New Orleans. Um, I was there with my mom. Why did it exist? Well, though? it was it was like a really old, it was a historical building, and so it was a historical bathroom, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is just a really old bathroom, you know, two at a time, here you go, because I was on a walking tour. It was a, a walking um, a cocktail tour. It was wonderful. I highly recommend it. So I, of course, had to pee, because it was a walking cocktail tour, and... I looked inside and they were like, okay, two at a time. And I was like, no, I'll wait. I, so that's, that's how I feel about tandem toilets. I, this is being billed as some sort of form of efficiency and I am not, mm. I'm not on board. I guess she got some crap about it, no pun intended, because she tweeted this week, to clear things up, we pooped once together. Now she's backtracking. We pooped once together and we laughed and said never again. But he will hang out with me if I'm pooping because we're soulmates. I legit miss him when I'm away from him. And we pee together, obviously. Obviously. This is not the first time that we've talked on the podcast about kind of an open concept bathroom situation, though. I mean, I know that we have discussed before. um, This was a trend. It was like a year or two ago they were saying that, that open concept bathrooms were taking off where you would have just a toilet in the middle not tandem toilets that's weird yeah I don't know not into it but like a toilet without a door so that you could never mind I I remember back when a few years ago they were like the bathrooms the new living room and I was like no it's not (laughs) no it's not 
No, it's not. (laughs) It's October, which means fall is in the air, Halloween is around the corner, and appropriately, HGTV just released a new show called House Haunters. Yes, you heard that right. Not House Hunters, House Haunters. This show is hosted by Anthony Anderson from Blackish and also from To Tell the Truth, which is my favorite ABC game show. He hosts this with his Mama Doris, and it's basically a, a hidden camera prank show where they spook unsuspecting buyers and real estate agents in, uh, in a house. There's three episodes out right now. We watched the first episode, which was, you know, their pranks on real people. And then the third episode was their pranks on HGTV stars like Nate and Jeremiah and is it Brian and Mika? There's not like a whole lot of, there's not like advice takeaways or anything. Of this. Like these are, it's a 20 minute episode. It's super stupid. It's just in time for Halloween. I kind of loved it. Like, I don't know. It was just sort of what I needed. What did you think, Jillian? I hated it so much. I hated it so much. <laughs> I watched the first episode and I was like, well, that was terrible. And then you were like, oh, watch the third one. It's with it's with uh, HGTV stars. And I was like, no, don't make me do it. <laughs> and I watched it with my husband and he was like, this is the best show ever. And I was like, I hate everything. Ugh. That. Some of the pranks were kind of lame. And they, they have... Um, they obviously have a python on retainer or something. Yes, that, the- that python works with them often, I can tell. <laughs> They're on a first-name basis. Yeah. <laughs> python got brought out in multiple episodes. They they prank somebody with the python, and the guy's like, oh, what a pretty snake. I mean, I, didn't, I don't think this is going to win any awards. In, in general, I like game shows or... I do, too. These types of shows would when celebrities are the oh the subject of it like I like laughing at celebrities (laughs) yeah it it was fun for me to see Brian and Mika I interviewed them once and they were very nice and and I like Nate and Jeremiah and to be clear Mika so one of the spouses is in on the joke that's what I liked about it I I hated it I just kept turning to my husband being like don't you ever don't you ever (laughs) Mika it was so mean I mean it was it was honestly it was very mean to do to your partner but I liked watching the crumbling of their relationship (laughs) right in front of me I thought that was fun um Mika knows that Brian his big two biggest fears are heights and snakes so guess what they they got the python out and made Brian basically think that there was a snake on the loose in the house. Well, they 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 set it up like, oh, maybe there's a snake loose. Like, here's an empty cage that's on the floor. I don't know. And then they get him in a room by himself. They turn off the lights, and he's like, wait, what? Uh-oh. The end result was that they flip the lights back on, and then Brian sees a giant python slithering toward him, and he screamed like, a child. He fell on the ground <laughs> trying to run. Ran out of the room. Fell down on his way out of the room. <laughs> poor Brian. Yeah, it was, it was kind of poor Brian, but I laughed very hard. <sighs> I didn't. <laughs> okay. Stress me out. 
I assume the Nate and Jeremiah prank you liked even less. I was just like, why Why would you do this? I, I feel like I was doing the same reaction that Jeremiah was doing sitting on my couch <laughs> that he was doing standing. He called Nate a psychopath. I liked that part. I, I was like, yes, that's true. Like, why why would you do that to him? And his his prank was, I thought, really clever. I kind of liked the idea where they said, okay, Nate and Jeremiah are filming some promos now, and there's a problem with the sound, so Nate and Jeremiah, why don't you go into the back room and wait for us, and then... And by the way, they're in a house that yeah. supposedly had been bought for Mama Doris. Right. Of the show. So they think they're doing another renovation show thing. Yeah. Like, let's decorate Mama Doris's right. house. That's, and so they're in this house that they think belongs to the Anderson family. While the two of them are in the green room room, every, all the crew and everybody leaves and moves the furniture back the way that it, it was and, and just takes every trace of filming out of there. And I was just like, uh, this sounds like the meanest prank from middle school, you know, <laughs> like, did your 12 year old nephew think of this after somebody did it to him? Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Just, they're like, let's make it like we were never here. Let's play. Let's basically gaslight him. Yeah. Like, oh, I have a good idea. Let's everybody just like get in the closet and then he'll think he's crazy and alone. And <laughs> won't that be fun? Hooray. So eventually he does come out of the room and he discovers all the lights and the cameras and everything is gone and all the furniture is put back perfectly. And then they sound the alarm, like the burglar alarm, which was really mean. He jumps. He immediately heads for the door. As he's going to the door, the door opens and in comes a couple who owns the home, supposedly. It's obviously... These are actors. And they're like, what are you doing in my house? You're trespassing. I'm calling the police. He tries to explain things. And then they both, they all start cracking up. And he really, like the, the facade breaks. And Jeremiah is like, you're a psychopath. And Nate is cracking up. And their marriage is probably over now, right? I mean. He, he took it in really good stride. They did seem like really good sports on camera. <laughs> but later, but that, later night. that night <laughs> but I think a lot of people will really like this my husband really liked it he was just like oh yeah I, I'm definitely watching this and I was like oh you would <laughs> don't you dare prank me I shouldn't be like <laughs> telling him don't do this and then like here watch these two episodes to get all these ideas probably not smart well does he have access to a python no I would like the python one if there was a cute python I'd be like oh snuggles I like pythons you're as bad as that guy that they tried to prank and he was like oh I love yeah. snakes I have to I hope home. that would be me if anyone tried to prank me and they'd be like here's a big spider and I'd be like oh a spider I'm into it oh my god no yeah I have I have borderline like legitimate phobia well then hope that I don't get a call from house haunters <laughs> <laughs> Like, Rachel, they want us oh. to do this interview. <laughs> oh. I did really like how they I, – I, the only thing I found myself wishing is they had more celebrities, and maybe they will in future episodes. I just um, – I don't know. I just find it more entertaining when I'm watching Yeah, people, people, people you know, I already yeah. know rather than random strangers. Well, maybe when they call me to see if 
I want to prank you. I'll let them know. Uh, you're going to put spiders in my no, bed, are you? only if you let me into your house to <laughs> redecorate it. Oh, yeah, that'll be the guys. That's how you get in. <laughs> Two beanbags. Shoot. Some ice cream in the freezer. Spiders everywhere. No. I am, oh, my God, I just got a shiver thinking about that. I can't. I'm probably going to tune in for more House Haunters, but I know you won't. You can tell me about it later. Now it's time for Celebrity Winners and Losers. This is the part of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made, and we identify a good one, and we identify a not-so-good one. Um, This week, we have a, a qualified loser I would say he's, he's not entirely a loser, but we'll get into it. Uh, this week's loser is rapper Nelly. You might recall we had talked about Nelly and his abandoned Missouri mansion earlier in the year, possibly even last year on the podcast. And when you say abandoned, you mean it. It's not, you're not downplaying it. It, it really, it looks like, like, Jay Gatsby died here. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, it's, it's scary. It looks very old and very creepy, and, and like, nobody lives there. Why does Nelly have this house? Well, he... Good question. <laughs> he bought this back in 2002, the height of his career, for $1.925 million. I guess he had plans to remodel the property and flip it, but the work was never completed, the remodel got abandoned a long time ago, and it's just been sitting there. It was listed in February of this year, and it got multiple offers right away. Then it went into pending, and it was in pending status for forever, and finally now the deal is done. I don't think that we know who bought the place. It was last, and we don't know how much either. It was last on the market for five ninety nine, which is a far cry from his $2 million the $2 million that he spent on mm-hmm. it. Um, the transaction was listed as a short sale, which means that Nelly was selling for less than what's owed on the mortgage. So I'm going to guess it's less, even less than that 599 number. Okay, here's what I would like to happen with this house. I would like HGTV to have bought it. Um, it's, it's a massive three-story house. I want to see the next battle on the beach here. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be so fun? Everybody renovate a floor? Or it could be like a like a property brother's brother versus brother. And like bring this, this old scary house back to life. It doesn't look that scary in the entryway. It it looks really, you know, exciting at the entry. But the I mean there's no floor in the living room. The pool <laughs> is crumbling down the hillside. I I would like to see somebody fix this up. Do you do you hate that idea? You're you don't love Battle on the Mansion? Oh, no. I, you know I, I love me some Battle on the Beach, um, and I want to see different iterations of it. I think this would be fun. I think they'd have to figure out how to do it fairly, equitably, so that, you know, each team doesn't – I'm still astonished that they found three identical houses right, for, but for those teams. But, yeah, I mean, I like the concept. I think it would be really cool. It's, it's six bedrooms, 6.5 bathrooms, which – Seems kind of small for this. It, like I said, it's three stories. It's a, it's big. 
is a monstrosity. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in it's just in the middle of nowhere. Like they have this um aerial shot and it's Yeah, I think it's outside St. Louis, but yeah, it's it's not exactly close to you're not going to go borrow a cup of sugar from no, your neighbor. No, there's no sugar. It this isn't like a historic rundown mansion. I think that's the thing. It's it was built in 1998. And <laughs> this is oh, yeah. Um it's not a new build, but it certainly shouldn't look as dilapidated as it does. I wonder what happened here. I think a lot of things happened here. I <laughs> some things probably not fit for this podcast and TV. Ew. <laughs> what what would do that to the this pool though? I mean, I think this is supposed to be a pool. Or is is the mansion just like falling? Is that what's happening here? Cuz it's on a hillside. Is this a retaining wall that just didn't retain? I I guess I also wonder how it got to be so... Like, are people breaking into this house? like And stealing the floorboards? Like, why does it have no floor? Why is the... Like, out front, there's, like, a sad little fountain. Why didn't he fix this? Maybe because they started the remodel work on it, and then they just never finished it. Why couldn't he put a little bit of money into fixing it up? I don't think it would need that much. Unless it's falling over because it's on a hillside and even the retaining walls are falling down. And then just knock it over and call it land. I feel like Nellie could have done something to make this more sellable. This home last made headlines in 2009 when it was reportedly burglarized and some video games and electronics were stolen. And floorboards. No. (laughs) Nellie was not there at the time. Okay. I'm happy that he sold this house. I'm still calling him our loser for for the week because it nothing about this house is like yum, you know. Right, you were really pushing for him to be a loser. Uh, I so I see your bias here. Um, I mean, I think under ordinary circumstances, we would say he offloaded it. So good for him, right? I don't know. I just still say I, there's room for debate, but I I say let's see how much he sold it for. Okay. Well, I mean, he definitely sold it for less than he, than he paid for it, the two million. So, for that, he would be a loser. Mm, there you go. And for having a home be abandoned and have to be sold as a short and sale, falling so, off a mountain. Okay. All right. Well, so for all those myriad reasons, Nelly is our loser this week. Our winner this week is Martha Stewart. <laughs> she our winner every week though i love her you do i hate her (gasps) oh tell me look at us yin and yang i this is why we're best friends you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't hate her i just think she's really pretentious and doesn't seem like she'd be very much fun to be around oh okay (laughs) is that all wouldn't want to share a prison cell with her yeah all i'm saying (laughs) I feel like I would if I were to be in prison, you know, maybe she could decorate my bunk. I, I would, she wouldn't want me to decorate hers <laughs> for reasons we already talked about. No. But I, I like her. She she's, seems like she'd be real picky about you being on her side of the room. I don't know. She's a little sassy and I, I've watched some, you know, her on TV every so often. I'm not like a, a big follower. I don't have her coffee table book. Um, if she has one, I don't even know. Um, 
but she's dropped a few jokes here and there on shows where I've been like, oh, I, I just, I don't know. I've seen her on Comedy Central roasts, and yeah, I've, I've heard her drop some jokes, but I don't know. They seem really forced to me and very planned out. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe next week she's our loser. I don't know. I guess we should talk about why she's our winner. <laughs> Martha is our winner for selling her East Hampton, New York vacation home for $16.5 million. That is twice the price that she was shopping it around for. She, The last time it was listed, it was $8.4 million. Mm-hmm. The buyers are said to be the former chairman of BuzzFeed and co-founder of Huffington Post. Mm, okay. And his wife who's an interior designer so big names maybe they just really wanted it yeah i'm sure it was impeccably designed because it was martha stewart's sorry i I like martha stewart i don't know her that well i mean we've never (laughs) spoken (laughs) i mean again i hate's a strong word i don't hate her um she's just i don't know and then she had that TV show, Natalie and I tried watching this. It was the gardening show. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, it. I feel like I learned stuff. You, oh, sorry. Which gardening show? There was the one I watched both of her recent gardening shows. She had one where she was like, I'm on my fancy farm. And I was like, wow, that's a fancy farm. I think it was that one with her assistant. Yeah, and she would. And they were, it was like everybody was living with her because it was during the yes, pandemic. I thought that was very strange. <laughs> it seemed a little culty to me. Yeah. I'm like, are you ever going to let them off yeah, the farm, like, though? Did they go home at some point? Or <laughs> a little midsummer-y to me. But um, um, I never saw that. Yeah, that, but is uh, that... you would not like it. <laughs> Knowing that you do not like horror movies, I... Um... And I was going to say, is, it, is there a bunch of pranks? <laughs> uh, you could call them pranks. <laughs> Um, it's it's horrifying. It's a horrifying movie. Um, I digress, but yes, the, she was giving me a lot of midsummer vibes with that that gardening farm show, and it just fell flat to me. I just I didn't care for it that much. But the one thing that I stood out to me was that her assistant would call people who needed help, like he was answering their question, and then he'd be like, "Oh, look, it's Martha," and they'd be like, "Oh, it's Martha," and she'd be like, "Here I am," and um and you need to give what do you got for me you dumb idiot (laughs) you need to give your plants some more you know air or something and they'd be like okay thank you martha and it was like i mean her assistant could have done that i don't know you're right it fell flat anyway well (laughs) her bank account's not flat and that's what matters so good for martha stewart happy happy sale happy happy day for martha And that's it for House Party. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please, please subscribe to House Party wherever you listen to podcasts. And also remember to give us a five-star rating and write a review. That does help other people discover our show, and we really do appreciate whenever you do leave a review. Um, You can find any of these stories that we talked about today in your show notes. We'll link to everything so that you can see the the photos that we discussed and the topics that we talked about. You can also find them on Realtor.com slash news or just go to Google, type in the topic in Realtor.com and it should pop right up. 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.